Hello and welcome to Career Move Secrets, a brand new podcast for active job seekers and the career minded. In each episode, I'll interview a special guest from my global network. Guests will include seasoned recruiters, experienced hiring managers from companies big and small, and successful individuals who have developed great careers through making great career moves. My aim is to uncover and share my guests' unique perspectives, their insights, and their insider advice on job searching, interviewing, and career enhancement. My name is Tony Talbot, and I've been working in the recruitment industry as an international headhunter for over 20 years. I'm the creator of CareerMoveSecrets.com, a step-by-step online course for job seekers that I designed to be the ultimate guide to getting hired in the hidden job market. I will add my perspective to the conversation and together with my guests, we hope to provide some genuine, actionable insider advice that will help you execute your next career move. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to episode 10 of Career Move Secrets, and today's guest is Tony Restall. Tony is the founder and director of SocialHire.com, a social media marketing agency, and he's also the co-founder of Top Consultant, a leading internet job board for the consulting sector, an industry which he has been involved in for over 25 years. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hi there, Tony. Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you very much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you have a, a very strong profile, um, both in, I guess, the, the management consultancy sector and also actually in the recruiting sector. Um, you know, I, I certainly come across you a lot on, on LinkedIn, um, and I know you're a big advocate of that. I obviously know lots about you, Tony, but perhaps uh, our uh, listeners do not. So could, could you give me the sort of, you know, the career history? Yeah, sure. So um, I started out my career in strategy consulting, um, then decided I wanted to set up a business, uh, set that up with a a fellow consultant. And so since 2000, uh, I've effectively been working in the recruitment space. Mm -hmm. Uh, That business, Top Consultant, was uh, leading jobs board for the management consulting sector, um, and indeed, is you know is, is still around today, but certainly in those days was really, really uh, dominant in the market. If you were looking for a new job in consulting, that would be where you would go. Um, sold that business to Jobsite and the Daily Mail, and I saw that um, a lot of recruitment budget was moving from being um, job board advertising focused uh, towards search on social media, effectively finding candidates that companies wanted to employ rather than advertising and inviting um, applicants. So that's what led to me uh, setting up Social Hire in 2012. Um, We focus on the the recruitment sector and the consulting industry. So um, two obviously major B2B markets also do little, little bits of work with other B2B um, organizations as well. But the, the common theme is, uh, you know, people looking to generate interest with an audience uh, of business professionals. And yeah, probably half our client base is in the recruitment space. So day to day, we're seeing how recruiters are using social media to make their hires and, and obviously how important it is. Um, yeah, and that, that takes us up to today, really, where that's what we do. We, we are the social media team for loads of businesses all around the world. Uh, so rather than hiring a, a social media manager, they come and engage our team to fulfill that role for them. 
and a very good business it is too. And you 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 have a a, a knack of I think you know being in front of the market because definitely I agree with you. Complete top consultant was the go-to um, site for management consultancy, strategy consultancy, and it it dominated, if not slightly changed that market. You know, and it wasn't just a job board. It was a community. It did lots of, you know, you did lots of training. It was, it was you know, a sort of archetypal, uh, this is how you run a, a well-run job board before people do it. So you were innovating and, and you seem to keep doing that, which is uh, all, all credit to you on that. And and I, I also share that view that, you know, whilst in the 90s, early 2000s, it was all about advertised selection, the recruitment market, and that's what you did. You put, you put an advert out and you found people. It has, in the last 10 years, I keep saying I haven't advertised a job in 10 years, it's completely changed. And it's now about search, it's about being visible, and it's about getting found. And I know you're, you know, a huge advocate of LinkedIn. I am too. I keep saying, you know, it has changed the game for anybody involved in recruitment. And, and you've, you know, if you are looking for a job right now, you need to focus a lot of activity there. Uh, w- would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I mean, I give you three examples there. So you're quite right. Top consultant, massive job boards, uh, you know, a decade ago, pretty much every leading consulting firm would advertise their roles there. Also, most of the recruitment businesses that serve the market advertise there or use the the CV database that we had on the site. Um, Alongside that, we also ran careers fairs each year, which attracted 3,000 candidates and 50 or 60 of the top firms exhibiting. Uh, We ran newspaper supplements with, you know, the Evening Standard, the Times, uh, and we would get consulting firms advertising in those publications. But what that, all those activities, what they do is bring you a flow or, you know, a large flow of candidates, a portion of whom are good enough to join the company they're applying for a large portion of whom perhaps don't have what that company is looking for. Um, but also they're not laser focused. Mm. You know, if, if you say, right, in our business, we need to hire for this particular position. And here's the list of 10 main skills and experience that our team want from that next hire. The problem with any of those approaches is, you, you know, you put out an advert and you get a list of applicants back but what if the best applicants only have seven of the 10 things you asked for as a business, you're then hiring, you know, suboptimally you're hiring someone into a role who doesn't have all the skills and experience that the business wants. Whereas if you go onto a platform like LinkedIn or, or Zing or whatever else around the world, you know, you can hone in and say, only show me candidates that have got all these 10 things. And then you're focusing your effort on hiring people that are exactly what the business wants. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a huge you know, advocate of how much the market has changed. And I speak at business schools and universities across Europe uh, on this topic because they're all very concerned about making sure that the, the students that graduate with an MBA get into the kinds of roles they want to get into. Um, so understanding this shift away from just applying for jobs that you find online uh, towards more you know, proactively using tools like LinkedIn is, is really, really important. Yeah, it's, it's massively important. I mean, even if you did apply for a job these days, anybody in my position um, or, or an internal recruiter or a hiring manager will instantly look at your 
uh, LinkedIn profile as a cross-reference. It's just a natural thing everyone does. And in fact, I advocate these days, put your LinkedIn profile um, address on your, you know, make it easier, put it on there on your CV so that people can make that, that, um, reference early on, because they're also looking for the social proof that's on there. Have you got any recommendations? Do you post anything? Are you interesting? Are you, are you different to everyone else that they see? And, and that is your window given you've got, you know, a a lot more space and a lot more interaction to do that. And I think that's, you know, not everybody seems to understand that, but it is, uh, it is important. And, you know, clearly you've been an innovator on this because you've, you, you know, you, you sort of jumped in on social hire quite early, didn't you? And, and, yeah. and, you know, you really are, you probably swam against the tide for a bit, but I think you're very much in the, uh, in the fast lane now. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely is one of the, I mean, for instance, you know, I, again, I don't know how you feel about this, Tony, you ran a job board, it has changed, but you know, I, I argue that advertising is virtually a waste of time now. Uh, not a waste of time, but it's it's it it's something that happens at the same time, or if or an actually lagged behind the real piece of recruitment, which is the laser focused stuff, where you actually go and find the people that you want, that you ask for referrals, that you use a headhunter, that your internal recruitment team now even makes direct approaches. Um, you know, it's a, I think one of the other people I interviewed recently suggested it was a sort of sanity check at the end of the process to make sure you haven't missed anyone. But it isn't the way that people actually recruit anymore. Yes, and I think it's important to say as well, it differs by sector. So mm. management consulting, for example, is one where the roles that are being filled now are really specific. You know, a consultancy thinks they're going to win these pieces of business and as a result of that, they are short of the following key individuals in the business to be able to deliver those types of projects. And so they're hunting for very specific people to fill gaps in the organization. Whereas if you're doing you know, broader recruiting, if you're recruiting for, I don't know, um, online delivery fulfillment people or, or call center handlers or whatever, then, then advertising could still work very well because it, then it's more about the people, soft skills, how they come across an interview, rather than have they got these 10 things um, as a candidate. So I do think it varies um, quite a lot by sector. Um, But yeah, for any kind of executive, professional, senior uh, type of role, then it's just increasingly moved to to, to LinkedIn. Um, And the way that I think about it is, you know, if companies could afford to have headhunters to hire for every single role they had, they would love to do that because then they would feel like they were getting the best hire mm. for every single role they were you know, were filling. And what LinkedIn has allowed is that for far, far more of the roles than it would have been economical to do in the past, you effectively now can headhunt because you you know you go out, you see who's in the market, you cherry pick the people you're most interested in. And then you go and approach those people directly and invite them for interview. And, and I've done this in my own business. You know, the last hires I've made, I've gone out, found exactly the people who've got the kind of uh, social media client relationship skills that, that I need. And I've gone and approached those individuals. They're the ones that I want um, rather than advertising. Yes, I think it's now the first port of call. It is for for for, for us guys as headhunters. You know, we, we do use other methods. Clearly, it's not the only thing we do. Uh, but it is 
the sanity check first thing actually you know if 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 i'm taking on a commission and i know and almost all of mine are as, as you described they're niche they're super specific that's you know that's why you're using search and they're senior you you know you go on linkedin to find out how big your potential pool of 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 your target pool is and that's one of the first things you do and then you start to interact with those people and try and approach them directly and and you know and you do other things as well you look in the traditional way as we always did at who went to conferences and all sorts of things like that but it's uh, it is it is much more uh, a linkedin first process now um, and given that's the case, you're you're you know very uh, savvy around LinkedIn, and you know, and, and 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 that, and you've been, as I say, at the forefront of a lot of this. How do you how do you become as a as a sort of um, as a job seeker? How do you become visible? Uh, because I think if you're not visible, you 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 you're not going to get found. Yes. Um, so there are three different things that I encourage candidates to to focus on whether the market's good or bad i mean mm. it's accentuated at the moment because candidates are going to have to work harder to find roles uh, and secure you know the type of opportunities they want in the next months um, but actually this has been true for many years so the first thing is you've got to be found by recruiters who have the jobs that you would like to secure mm. um, and what that means in practice is you've got to reverse engineer what would a recruiter be looking for on LinkedIn if they were trying to find someone for your ideal role. Mm. So to give you an example, you know, if if I were searching for social media managers, you know, it's not good enough that on your job title on LinkedIn is social media manager, because I might do a search that says, show me people who've got social media managers, their job title, and they list uh, Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and whatever else on their profile. And they mention influencer marketing as a skill and they mention paid media and they mention whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have failed to put any of those terms on your profile, then you're going to drop out of the search results. And so I could be you know, the ideal employer for someone, they could be the ideal hire for me. But if they haven't put all those things on their profile, they're not in my search results. And so they're never in the running to get the job. Mm. Um, and one of the big things that I help, you know, students with as, as I'm going around Europe is working backwards and trying to figure out what would a recruiter be searching for if they were trying to hire someone for the position that you want. And the easiest way, I think, Tony, to do that is is to go and find some jobs that are advertised and look at the section on the job advert that talks about our ideal candidate would have or, you know, desired candidate experience profile. There's usually a section of a job advert that lists out, you know, bullet points or text. We're looking for someone who has change management experience, presentation skills, project leadership experience, FMCG industry experience, whatever it might be. And so if you go and find 10 or 20 jobs that are the kind of jobs you would want, um, don't worry about location because we're not actually going to apply for these jobs. We're just looking for what is it they're asking for to then use as a checklist to say, have we got all these things on our profile? Um, And obviously, you know, we're not in the realms of lying here. 
So we're not going to say we've got a certain skill or experience we haven't got, but what we want to do is make sure that every single uh, thing that we do have that recruiters are looking for, we've made sure we've included it somewhere on the profile. Um, so that's the first thing I would do. And for anyone watching this that wants to you know, check this out, if you go to your own profile on LinkedIn and you scroll down half a page, you'll see an area called your dashboard. And that lists three numbers on it. And the one that's usually on the right-hand side is your number of search appearances. And that is how many times you've appeared in other people's searches in the last week. And very often as I go around and talk with people who haven't optimized their LinkedIn profiles, you know, their number there will be 20, 30, 40, 50. Once they've done some work on optimizing their profile, that's usually jumped to several hundred. And that's per week. So that's every week for the rest of your career, you have multiplied tenfold or twentyfold the number of your ideal recruiters who are potentially seeing you in their search results. Um, so that would be my first recommendation, Tony. Um, and that's all about being found. So if people have got the type of role that you want to be considered for, let's make sure that you are, you know, at least appearing in the search results and being considered. Um, the second thing is, is being more proactive about uncovering opportunities. And this is particularly true in a market like today um, because, you know, you could have companies that have, you know, hiring freezes on or they're, they're doing very little open recruitment. But within pockets of the business, they could have hiring needs. Uh, similarly, if you're approaching smaller businesses, you could be in a sector where overall that sector is struggling but there are some of the smaller businesses that are actually doing really well. You know, I know quite a few businesses in that situation at the moment. Um, if you've decided you want to get into a certain sector, then you want to proactively network on LinkedIn. You want to grow your connections with people in all those types of companies. Um, ideally, use a connection request message that sparks a conversation. So don't ask them to help you with a job search. Uh, don't ask them to look at your CV. Don't ask them to forward your application on to the most relevant person. Don't do anything that comes across as demanding or or needy or desperate. Uh, but, you know, just reach out to people, you know. Hey, uh, Dominique, it'd be great to connect. Um, I'm currently uh, exploring opportunities in the consulting market. Just wondered how you're finding the market right now. Um, something like that. Don't ask actually to be put forward for a job. Just ask about the state of the market or what was it made you choose to join that company uh, or what were your um, key considerations when you chose a career in consulting and has it lived up to that? Something like that so that you try and start a conversation about careers in consulting without actually having you know directly ask them, can you help me get a job? Um, and if you do that, you know, consistently every day, you can quite easily add hundreds more targeted connections in the types of companies you want to get into over a space of, you know, just a few weeks. And that will start some useful conversations for you. Um, it also opens the door to you being able to have private messaging exchanges with those people in the future. Uh, so let's say, uh, you know, some point in the next few weeks, 
hiring picks up again, well, now you've got a whole load of people you can reach out to to find out what's happening in their company with hiring. Has it switched back on again? Um, but lastly, it also Im- impacts who's going to see you on LinkedIn um, because your own connections see your activities on LinkedIn more than anyone else. So if you don't have a lot of the right people in your network, then not that many people in your target industry see you each day on LinkedIn. Whereas if you've saturated all the top consulting firms, for example, uh, as connections on LinkedIn, then far more people in your target industry and your target companies are going to see you. And, and that would be my third tip then. So, so first one is get your profile keyword optimized so that it appears in searches. The second one would be proactively networking and getting conversations started. And then the third one would just be um, post on LinkedIn things that are you know, conversation starters that spark engagement, debate, that share useful industry knowledge for the sector you're trying to get into, or just you commenting on other people's posts in that industry. Um, if you've got a good profile and you've written a good headline on your profile, Every single time you do that, your headline is appearing in the feeds of all the people you've connected to. So um, you can be really effective at getting your message out there about you know who it is you can help, what kind of sector it is you've got experience in, whatever you want to use your headline message for. You can get that seen every day by loads of people in your industry. Um, does that help, Tony? So how does that mirror up with what your own advice? I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with. I agree with every bit, Tony. I, I absolutely agree with it. I, I also find, you know, just to sort of uh, double down on that, if you if you've got an, a profile which is appropriate and relevant to the people you try and connect to, i.e., you know, if you're if you're in management consulting, let's say you're, you're looking to start, and you're very obviously looking to do that, and you you try to connect with people you don't know at all in management consulting most of them will say yes and and the reason is this is the this is the value that people place on a on a connection is they look at your profile to see if you're relevant to them it's not necessarily whether you they know you whether you write even a beautiful uh, note to them to, to to connect or albeit that's a great thing to do but the real the real valuation they make is this is this person a relevant contact to me? And and they make they it's a short uh, mental uh, piece of agility, yes or no. Yeah. You know, yes. If if you're not in my sector, nothing to do with me. No. If you are, then yes, because everybody's looking to do the same thing: build a relevant network. And then beyond that, I, I'd absolutely again double down on this idea of you know sharing stuff and commenting on other people's posts because. Very few people get traction, and you know you can really stand out, or uh, you know, against people who uh, are posting stuff but maybe not getting many comments or likes. If you constantly like and comment on their stuff, you're going to get noticed much more than the next guy. And you know, if that happens to be somebody who's at the right level in your target organization, that's a good idea. You know, really, really good idea. Um, Share their stuff. You know, support them, and they will. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, a sort of uh, what goes around comes around. They'll support you back. And a, a little extra tip I would give on that point is when you're commenting, try and ask a question. Mm. So you want to encourage the other person to reply to the comment you've posted on their post, mm. partly because that gets a conversation going between you. 
but it also trains LinkedIn's algorithm. When LinkedIn is trying to decide each day, you know, there's a thousand posts they could show you in the feed. How do they determine which ones they are going to show you? One of the factors that comes into play is how much two people have interacted with each other and where LinkedIn sees that two people regularly comment on each other's posts, get comments back or private message each other or reshare each other's posts. That makes the algorithm say, okay, well, of all of Tony's connections, you know, these are the ones that he interacts with the most. So let's make sure he sees more of their posts Mm. and let's make sure that they see more of his posts. And so over time, you can train LinkedIn as well to, um, you know, to give you visibility with the people you most want to have visibility with. Yeah, I, I, again, that that's absolutely uh, my, my experience of, of how it works as well. Um, I, I guess another thing that you can do that LinkedIn is has created this opportunity um, for everyone to do is to is to perhaps present themselves as a as as an expert where they wouldn't previously had that platform. Um, so. And we, we let's keep using our management consultancy idea because it's a good one. And it's relevant. We both know that sector. But what I find is, you know, there's always something new happening in every industry. The out of every crisis, there is an opportunity. There's always these new things happening. And at the early stage of anything new, and you've been at the early stage of a few new things, Tony. There aren't experts. There are people who are interested in it, and there are people who are not, and people who need to be educated in it. If you um, as you know, somebody that's perhaps looking to get into an organisation, if you can identify the next trend that's coming around, you know, particularly the mega trends, and you start to share information, comment on it, to to the one-eyed man, as it were, the person who doesn't know as much as you, you're more of an expert, and they will start to interact with you. And I, I've seen lots of people gain great traction where they might, you know, without LinkedIn, they wouldn't have got that traction where they've. They've presented the right information at the right time in the right quantity. Uh, they they know more than everyone else, and therefore they are considered an expert, and their value rises. I don't know if you find that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you talk to people who've you know invested a bit of effort in doing this, they are the people that then get you know headhunted, approached with speaking opportunities paid consulting gigs, all sorts of things, because so many people in the market know them as being the expert on that topic. Mm. Um, you know, just before we came on air, Tony, I was telling you that I do all these speaking gigs at you know universities and business schools across Europe, but I never actually went out to win that work. Mm. Uh, that came to me uh, because the school saw that I was an expert on helping people get a job and, and figuring out how to use LinkedIn and, mm. and social networking proactively for that. But all that work that's come right across Europe to me has essentially come from being seen as the expert in that space mm. uh, and having a lot of visibility on on places like LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, you know, once you put that investment in uh, and you get known for something, you may not feel the benefit instantly, uh, but a few you know, months or years down the line, you'll be able to t- point backwards and say, that's when things really took off for me. Yeah, it's a good investment. I say when you think about the definition of investment, it's normally time and money. And, and actually on LinkedIn, it's just time really. Um, you know, unless, you, unless you bill your hours to LinkedIn, it is, it's just sort of time. It's a good investment to make. Uh, it has a long, it, it is, you know, it's not an instant success scenario but it is one where um you know if you're 
if you're looking to develop uh, relationships in the sector, be you know, be known in the sector, you can do that uh, even on something as wide as, as as the platform is of LinkedIn. If if you are repetitive and consistent in the messages you you you, you develop, so I think it's it's well worth investing in um and investing that time in it you know as as much if not more than you might invest in your cv or the usual sort of things that people think about doing when they um yeah when they're when they're entering the job market absolutely yeah no i i I think we're we're probably on a very similar uh similar page on on linkedin and i I, you know i really thank you for your uh you know your your wise guidance on on how you might sort of up your profile and interact with your sector. I think that's really, really strong advice. And I really thank you for your time, Tony. Thanks ever so much for having me. And I, I hope it's been helpful to people. Good luck with uh, securing those roles over the coming weeks. I'm sure it has been helped. That's great. Cheers, Tony. All the best. Well, I think a really interesting conversation there with Tony Restall. Um, he's obviously the founder of socialhire.com. He's also the founder of Top Consultant. So he brings an interesting perspective. He understands the power of LinkedIn, particularly um, as a tool for your job search. And I think he described very aptly there some of the things that you need to do in order to up your game on LinkedIn, get noticed and get hired through that strategy. Um, If this is something that's interesting to you and you want to learn a little bit more, um, please do consider buying my premium online career move secrets course, because that is entirely based around the type of uh, approaches, the types of things that you need to do on LinkedIn to increase your personal branding, your personal profile, get noticed, make direct approaches, all of those sorts of things that are going to, to be honest, be the winning strategy in my view, particularly uh, in a in a downturn in the economy um, when perhaps the, the usual channels of recruitment are not working quite as well. So please do give that some consideration. And of course, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing because there will be more Career Move Secrets podcasts coming very soon. 